This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. It's tricky. 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 Hello. And thank you for joining us on Building Greatness, The Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. As always, we want to start our program today with some fast facts, but I got to tell you, we've got some really thought-provoking subjects we're going to get to. But... Sean, I got to tell you this. There's some pretty cool stuff out there in the world of sports. Here's a really good example. During the 2002 Soccer World Cup, or starting with soccer today, a player named An Jung Hwan for South Korea scored a goal against Italy in injury time, knocking the Italians out of the World Cup. Now, here's the interesting thing. The next day, his contract with his Italian home club was terminated hey. because the owner the owner said he could not pay the person who ruined Italian football. Hey, that's home love, baby. That's home love. That's unbelievable. That's, oh, that's not even. That's, that's not, not cool. right. Well, why isn't that's it? That's not baby? right. Hey, that's not right. Hey, he listen. That owner know what he's doing. How would yeah, I mean? Come a, on, man. He as a yeah, but as a sports person on the field of play, you're trying to do the best you can. Absolutely. And he's representing his country, he, not just a club. He did team. everything he was supposed to, and the owner doubled down like he's supposed to. And the, <laughs> I, okay, ain't no love out I, here I in these streets, Sherm. There, there is, there is, ain't no love. Okay. not at all. Not in the world of sports. I'm surprised right. he made it the next day. That should have oh, been he, all the. You spots. think he should have oh, yeah. fired him on uh, after the game? Yeah, you know how they roll over there in Italy. Oh my Absolutely. goodness! Yeah, well, you felt bad for yeah, him. Soccer is king. You felt, over you there, felt you bad know? for him. Well, now I'm reading about this. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, man. how do you lose your job because you're too good at your job? Hey, he had, uh, it was a two-part deal. I'm sure he got the call before he even made it on the field. Shout-outs to him, though. Way to do it. Okay. He took it. All right. Come on. I gotta, I'm going to have to talk. Gonna, I got to talk to Joey about this, yeah, our soccer yeah. coach. What would you have done, Sure. What you thought? I mean, if you was the, uh, well, you was the I, athlete here's the and other you got thing. fired. The that's all day. I'm seeing is what that's, this is all I can see. I don't have any inside information. Oh, okay. There might have been something else going on. No, there's nothing going on. He he destroyed that man's hopes and dreams. And he was like, yeah, he, let me find yeah. him. He out of here. I'm the owner. I'm paying him. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, I bye. guess as an owner, you have, that, you have that right. Yep, bye you bye. have that right. All right. It's Moving terrible. on to point number two. Oh, okay. The world... Yeah, the world record for the most consecutive push-ups was set in 1980 by Minoru Yoshida from Japan, who, get this, managed to do 10,507 push-ups in a row. When? Yeah, this, what year? this was what in year? 1980. 1980. It ain't been done since. For, 40 years ago. No, who can do 10,000 push-ups? The man don't have no arms anymore. I can tell you that. Nah, he's, the man might not even be around anymore. <laughs> oh, my for, gosh. For hey, you got to be a beast yeah, and and I don't know what they would have looked like, but a, a real push-up, I I, I I'm struggling I mean, after listen, ten. I mean, it had to be was somebody looking over top of them counting. I they would have had to have been. Yeah. I mean, it's a world record, Man. so there it probably would have been some sanctioned. Hey, that's event. a strong dude. Yeah, we got to do more plyos. He's, more plyos. He's probably more ninety push-ups. pounds. You know, he's probably ninety. pounds. You know what? The picture of him, he looks very slight. Right. In stature, but he's still strong yeah. though. Oh, wiry! 10, Absolutely, push-ups or so yeah. is crazy. Cons- consecutively without a break. How many can you do, I, I want sir? Ten, 
Not ten thousand. I'm good for ten. That's about it. Sure, only ten. I, I might, I might get eleven. Well, it depends. Sure, I, I, only ten. I'm not, only I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling it anymore. Man, okay. All right, now, this one also is cool. Shout out to our track and field and cross country teams. Among the thirty fastest one hundred meter sprints in the history of the sport, there are only nine that are not related to doping. All nine of those runs were completed by Usain Bolt. Wow. Is that just for men? Because um, you know, it's, it's yeah, women that were fast. That didn't, true. That's just so. the yeah, just the men. It's a good point you bring up. Just the men. Right. And and I'm still amazed at watching him. Uh, you know, he's six feet six inches tall, and for every, you know, the Wagman, a, a normal Wagman. Yeah, a normal 100 meters. They say guys or the runners, men usually take 44 strides. Bolt takes 41. Wow. So he's got, yeah, he's got the advantage. What's I was, his height, man? It's just, What's his height? Is he like 6'4"? He's 6'6". Six, six. Ooh, 6'6". Six, six, six. Six. Yeah. So watching yeah, him run coaster. was just unbelievable. Like watching one of the Whippet dog. Yeah, like watching a Whippet dog. Yeah, it, it just, I always looked forward to watching him why run. You one think, last why one. You think, why do you think he runs so fast? Is he? Is somebody chasing him? <laughs> <laughs> somebody <laughs> has to be. it got to be a ghost behind ch- that man. Uh, that's it was just unbelievable because the record and that's with shoes records, on. You know we always faster with our shoes off. This thing if he kept yeah, shoes and, off, okay? right? And one of those times he was running with his shoes untied. Mm. That was I believe at the Olympics hold in on, Beijing. Hold on, that man yeah. was so fast. He went so fast down the track that his shoes came untied. Yeah, well, and he still they were already on, he did. Yeah, I think that's because they were on fire. Mm. He's he just unbelievable. Hey, Bolt's a bad boy though. I love the, I love him. Yeah, it's not. And the pose at the end, you know, that's the reverse Heisman. You know, he don't bring it low, he bring it high, you know. Bring it high, yeah, that's like a thunderbolt. Right there. Yeah, that guy was unbelievable. Um, one last one before we get on. Professional U.S. swimmer Michael Phelps has won more gold medals by himself than 80% of all countries in the history of the Olympic but Games. But we found out he was doping, right? <laughs> He, well, he no, like, he was. Cu- he well, likes the weed. Yeah, yeah, that kind of doping. But I don't, I don't know I'm if t- he was hey, doing hey, we any don't know performance what, enhancing doping. We don't know doping. what that ganja do to you. As, as yeah, this, this is true. <laughs> I said we go yeah. downtown. Yeah, he's from and Jamaica, I say, hey, man. <laughs> you never know well, what that ganja do. Yeah, that I know. ganja he fire, won- man. I believe he won 28 total medals, 22 of them hey, being gold. You know it's what? just unbelievable. Hey, he's from Baltimore, Maryland. What? Yeah, yeah, just look it up, man. Seriously. Look it up, man. Okay. Look it I'll up do, right I'll... now. You hey, you want to throw out some facts? I'm, look, that's off the top of the dome. It's called a freestyle. I think the man is from Baltimore, Maryland. Why? What makes you think that? Because where did that's you where see all that? great people come from, Sherm. Uh, okay. All right, are you? Uh, all right. I'm just saying. Look the man up right now. Tell me. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yep, 28 total medals. Uh, actually, 23 of them are gold. Where is he from? Born, Baltimore, Maryland. That's right, baby. Yeah, born in 1985. Absolutely, mm-hmm. man. All great things come out of Maryland, baby. Come out of Maryland. See yep. when you accept their basketball hey, team and right you, now. And you know, University of Maryland struggling. Listen, man, we joust, man. We already know that we don't play ball. <laughs> no, nah, man. Let me tell you, you something about the basketball. A, and a, you probably we have a good sauna hub, team too, brother. We are a hub of basketball. Like yeah, that's um, true. You know, on the East Coast, yeah. West Coast oh, yeah. running things right now, though. You know what I was I was thinking the other day because I heard something on on uh, the radio about this, but uh, there it, it took me back to a cat named Dwayne Pearl Washington. I know Remember Pearl Dwayne Washington? Washington. Come on. Syracuse, right? Yes, like Syracuse? pretty yeah. man. You know the late 
Pearl Washington. He passed away. Yeah, think, yeah. But last three years, four years or something. Yeah, he he was about forty nine years of age yeah, when he died, man. something like that. And I used to it's love him and Mullins going in at it. The Red Men yes. and the Orange Men. It was nothing like yes. it in the Big East. Matter yeah, of fact, the Big throw, East was running you could things. Throw, that was it. Was it was Carneseca? And then you talk about Thompson. and then Sherman Douglas came behind him. You know, with yeah. Coleman. Come on, man. A, you don't know this game like I do. Really? Don't play and, and around Walter, with this. And Walter Berry. Okay. Oh, oh, like he was really something. He was. He, he was, was good enough. Oh. He was good enough, but he wasn't the good. man. All right. Well, who was the man? Would you? You're gonna have people who were the man. Come on. And Car- then shout Carmelo, out to shout Carmelo out. won a championship. Yeah, he did. Right? And then shout out to uh, Coach, you know, Jason Hart, you know that we had mm-hmm. on, you know, Hart, yeah, Syracuse yeah. guy, Syracuse guy. You know, them Cuse, yep. that Cuse club is real, real ex- exclusive. So it's some ballers mm-hmm. up there. But Beheim know what he's doing up there. Yeah, I won a championship with Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, basketball in the East, uh, you know, Chicago and and uh, the Mecca that is New York you know, is generally well, I don't generally know, see, recognized this is, this is my thing as the right hub now. of basketball. This is what I'm th- this is what I'm saying right now. I, I don't even know because right now California got the most pros coming out of the state, so I'm not even for sure. You know, we can say New York's the Mecca anymore. Well, you know what? We'll we'll say um, SoCal basketball. Hey, I'm just saying, man. SoCal is where it's at, man. Southern okay. Cal is where I, it's at. It, it is in a lot of sports. You know, Listen, I'm telling you right now, basketball, if you look at the gems that are coming out of the country, okay, the first stop is Southern California. Between yeah. between L.A. and I.E., it don't get no better. I'm just here to tell mm-hmm. you, man. Okay, all right. We can debate it some d- other time, like we always okay. say, but, you know, I'm here to tell you, Southern California got the best basketball right now period yeah, you know i can see that and i'm Absolutely. a east coast boy and i used to be biased i used to think my you know what though Cali how long have you how long have you lived it out doesn't here? matter that's where i was no born no, no and raised. I, it's always I home i understand that but but Over you're a californian now. Years now 25 okay you're a californian now 30. all right you can't i i, I know you so can't you take I can't. Uh, so you maryland me, out of the you're boy you're telling me that i posted this for get home not and that's not. not what I'm saying, but you are a Californian now. You're I'm not. not I mean, not, yeah, not, you were I'm born not, in Maryland. Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I almost lost my breakfast there. <laughs> mm, <laughs> oh, I'm holding oh, it back. The, mm, the visual, the visual's bad. The visual's bad. Man. But hey, I, I want to. Since we're talking about basketball and college basketball in particular, um, and uh, some of the great players that are coming out right. of Southern California, we mentioned this on an earlier podcast, and we wanted to say something to the effect of, "Well, let's bring it up later." And I want to bring this up later. Makur Maker, who uh, is a South Sudanese Australian college basketball player, Maker mob. Um, yeah, oh yeah, and um, a five-star recruit. And he is the cousin of Thon and Mature Maker, right. both in the NBA. Yeah, both in the NBA. And he's about, uh, McCourt's about seven feet tall. He's seven foot, he was, yeah, yeah. yeah. he uh, was a five-star blue chip, could have gone anywhere. Every big school wanted him, every Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, and all of them. He chose to go you to know Howard. What? We always say an that, HBCU. Let me just, let me just uh, digress a bit, because we always say, okay. you know, a player could go anywhere. That's, that's true. But fit is very, very important. Right. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. yeah, you can go anywhere, but does it fit your game? You know, so I think that's where real ballers understand what I'm talking about right now. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of programs you can go to, but it, it's not going to showcase 
or enhance your game with the skill set that you have. So, you know, I'm always, you know, kind of cringing when I said a player could go anywhere because sometimes their style doesn't fit that program, right? And then if you're not a kid that's off the matrix, you know, we're, we're looking at a flower that may never bloom, you know? So I just want to make sure I, I clear that up. Yeah, you can go everywhere, but everywhere is not good for you necessarily in your game. Okay. You know, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, this this guy was as heavily recruited and may have actually been able to jump to the NBA without playing a day oh, in college. Oh, hey, he got an NBA body for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's seven feet tall and 240-something pounds. He uh, can move. Agile. Yeah. Agility. Good feet. Yeah. Speed. Yeah. Quickness. Mm-hmm. The, kid's, the kid's a winner. Sure. From yeah, Dream Vision, uh, born- baby. AU, best yep. AU program in the country. Let's, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. back, my back. The globe. No, no. The so, globe. <laughs> so Worldwide. he was born in Nairobi, grew up and played uh, a little bit in Perth, Western Australia. Right. Nothing given but to him. Then, I've been to Perth. Love Perth. Western Australia. Right. Next to Fremantle. But then he, he moved here, the United States, in 2015 and enrolled for his freshman year at Chaminade College Prep right. in West Hills. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he's familiar with Southern California. In the summer of 2018, he transferred to Orange Lutheran High he School did. here in Shout Orange. Shout out to yeah. Ed. Yeah, family. and of course, all, all Trinity League and, and Orange County Register, and he was the great. But what do you think is his influence? Big time. Of his decision, of great. his decision Historic. to go to an HBCU. Historic. I mean, now, do you think others are going to follow in that? Absolutely. Because, why, why shouldn't they? Uh, well, again, you said it's fit. Hey, I and, mean, yeah, it is and fit, a, but I mean, here's the deal. You can create your own sunshine out over there, you know, with HBCUs for sure. Because this is something that they never had a chance, you know, to uh, even fathom, even to think about, you know, can we get five stars? You know, and I I believe Mikey Williams has referenced another five star kid has referenced that he's looking to go to HBCU. So it's already started a trend. And then if we switch over to football, the impact that Deion Sanders has already made, you know, Jackson State. Right. right? And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Sean McClain. Sham McLean, you know, mm-hmm. um, was another a transfer from USC that decided that he was going to Jackson State. So it's the move. The movement has already started, and it's way overdue, okay. way overdue. Well, how is it that they can, you know, the exposure and the opportunity at some of the Blue Bloods is very different. It is, than but an that's HBC. even, but yeah. yeah, but that's so. I mean, the Blue Bloods in a whole different category than the universities in itself. It's almost like the Power Five Conference. Everybody outside the Power Five Conference get a chance to go to the pros, but they don't get the exposure. Those coaches mm-hmm. don't get the same money, right? The money's different because the TV deals are different. That's right? absolutely. So, I mean, absolutely. But as a young player, isn't that what you want? Don't you want the exposure well, and the opportunity you, listen, to be drafted and all that great stuff? Here's the deal. If you come across a kid that's already a five-star, he already got the exposure. What are we talking about? You, yeah, but that's, that's just in high school. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, when you move, high school when you move up you to college, college, that's a yeah. But college is a whole yeah, different and, and level. College of exposure is a different than high level, school. but we know exposure at the college level. Don't get me wrong; it can help propel your career. But if you're good, you're gonna find the league. The league will find you. Hmm. You're good enough. I mean, if they can find a Scottie Pippen from an NAIA school, and now hey, he's hey, one how, of the top fifty yeah. greatest players. Of the game. Dennis Rodman too. Right. Yeah, They're gonna find you. But what I'm yeah. telling you is once you became a four or five star recruit, 
exposure is not your issue. They found you already. Mm. They know you're yeah. a talent. Mm-hmm. Now they're just mm-hmm. watching you, you know? They're just watching you and, and taking it in. And now that jump from college, you know, to the pros isn't not necessarily how good you are. It's a lot of politics that's involved that has nothing to do with how you play the game. You know, are you going to come home after we give you this money? What's your character look like? Who you hanging with? You know, what's your lifestyle look like? All of those things come into play when we're talking about making that jump from college to the pros, especially if you have the game already and they know it. You know, so mm-hmm. Maker got the game already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Well, he, he says that he made the decision to go to an HBCU in part to encourage future prospects to play for HBCU programs. Absolutely. And Somebody had to do it. Hmm. Why? Yeah, but why now? Why didn't it happen 10 years ago? Why? What was... Social was unrest, the, uh, man. Social unrest. People hmm. are fed up. Especially hmm. in particularly African Americans. Black folks is what I call them. Okay. Right? Okay. Fed up. The social unrest... Push the button a little faster. Mm. The culture is getting pushed. Okay. Right? Because, yeah, because he made his decision July 3rd right. of this year. Right in the middle of Come on. I'm one, here to not tell just the pandemic, right now, but also the Black Lives Matter movement. Most black folks would agree with me. African Americans hmm. would agree with me. Okay. These last four years under Trump, it was just another version of Jim Crow. Hmm. And not just for black folks, for people of color. Just looked a little different. But, mm-hmm. man, the similarities were the same. Now we're talking about the good old days, you know, references, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's still happening, mm. right? It's still happening. Ain't nothing changed yet. But people are fed up, and that means everyone. It don't just happen because, you know, uh, African Americans or people of color are upset. It happens that also those in majority, you know, far as, um, the powers that be, you know, um, people with integrity, you know, our Caucasian fellows and brothers, right, who share the same sentiment of enough is enough. People need to be treated equal. Everyone came together. And that's how you get change. All races came together and say, hey, this is wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way ch- change happens. Mm-hmm. But, okay. you know, too many people dying in the street. Too many people being treated unequally, hmm. right? It's time to get some right. equity in the game, right? You okay. know, so it's, it's it's different. So diversion and inclusion has taken a whole nother meaning. But man, these last four years, I mean, you have to be dumb, blind, or stupid not mm-hmm. to see that, hey, something has to change. Sure, you know? sure. And it's about to. It's coming. It's about to, but yeah. it don't so, it don't disappear overnight. So we know that. Yeah, yeah. But, but okay, I'm so done we, marching though. <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? You know, my, okay. my folks been marching for too long. You know, every time yeah. I turn around, it's a damn march. You know, yeah. at some mm-hmm. point we got to come together. And know, hey, right is right and wrong is wrong. I don't care what you look like. And is it any coincidence? I may have asked you this before that our vice president elect has your same last name. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> it, here's the deal. Okay, I I appreciate um, us sharing the same last name. No relation, though. Uh, Okay, you should you should run with that, though. You never know where it's going to take you. You know what? She want to take me in. 
I ain't going to deny, yeah. deny going to the White House if she want to take me. Now, it, it, it's possible it might happen the other way around. She may claim you hey. instead of you claiming her. So, uh, I, Sean might have a wife. I, might have a, I might have a wife issue depending on how she claims. <laughs> she, she, you know, don't put me in. Don't start nothing, Sharon. Okay. Don't put me in no situation. Right. I'm That's about to funny. hit 25 years, you know, uh, May 2021. So I want to make nice. that mark, you know. Nice. But if yeah. she claimed yeah, me, yeah. we might have some issues up in here. You might. Yeah. You know, I might have you to might go straight to, to church. Got the church. You know, figure it <laughs> out. Right. Okay. Hey, I got to ask you something about this HBCU. Yes, sir. Um, now, now, we know how historically significant Maker uh, heading off to Howard is. Right. Did, did your son, Dom, consider HBCU? I'm putting you on the spot. No, now. you know, you're not putting me on the spot because I just want to answer if I didn't want to answer, Sherm. That's what big dogs right. do. Okay. Okay. But no, well, let me just be honest with you. Uh, we we didn't talk too many schools, man. Okay, we didn't. Well, I think you know. I think it you was had his, said Dom had made up his mind he, early on. Yeah, it was, it was his pro- process. We gave him the information. He made the decision, yeah. and mm-hmm. I said, "Hey, I don't have to run no suicides, listen to no coach, and do <laughs> you know no weight programs, anything else. This is your decision." Of course, okay. it was an informed decision based off of good info, high quality information, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was data-driven. And once he got the information, we did um, an honest assessment of where he was currently, you know, in his basketball craft and where we thought he would project and grow. And, um, you know, that's how we came up with Gonzaga. Um, Mm -hmm. We we came up with Gonzaga, and then what uh, sealed the deal was the confirmation we received once we took the unofficial visit. And um, we knew this was a place that he could continue to grow and and make an impact. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of okay. people don't understand he had plenty of places he could have went, mm-hmm. right? And still after we gave the verbal, because it was so early, coaches still was calling me by mistake, so they claimed, mm. asking us did we really want to go. And it was Blue Bloods lined up, right? And yeah. to Dom's, um, you know, to his um, just his credit. credit and just to, you know, the word I was looking for is he's loyal, man. Super loyal mm, okay. and a person of his word. But all of that works, sure, because it's all true. Um, okay. He decided to honor his 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 commitment. And, you know, we don't see that, you know, in this game as much either. That's true. You we know? see a lot of decommits yeah. jumping all over and, the place. And listen, Guys I'm not opposed to that, portal. right, because you change. When you're young, you're supposed to keep evolving. You shouldn't look the same every day, and it's a big decision. You shouldn't have to commit, you know, until your senior year or whatever the case may be. And every year I ask them, you know, you still want to go, and he's still wanting to go, you know. And nothing has changed since he's gotten there. The only okay, thing's changed so, is he's been in quarantine since well, Thanksgiving Day, you know, that, and hopefully he's about to question. come out. Free Dom. Yeah, I was I was going to say, can you give us an update on where that stands and what their schedule looks well, like? Well, they, they're going to be playing in South Dakota, okay. Sioux Falls, right, on the 19th yeah. against, uh, what, the number three? Um, uh, is that Iowa? Yeah, Iowa's number three, I think. Iowa's right number now. three right now. Yeah. Yep, they are. And so the program's not out of quarantine until December 14th. That was yesterday. Right. So everybody yeah. should be free today. Okay. Hopefully, you know, I don't know. We have to wait for the Zags report that I don't have any reporting on that. But if everybody's free to go, then they're going to try to do the impossible. That means not have any kind of practice, 
Nothing yeah. formal. Dude's unhealthy, getting healthy, going in with the number three team in the country that is super red hot right now. Yeah, and, and maybe the number one player, too. Right? Oh, yeah. Luke that, Garza. That big is a big, for sure. He don't really oh, yeah. depend. Yeah, yeah. And if we can pull that off, I want all the naysayers to shut up and pack it up until March. Hmm. Don't say anything well, what derogatory kinda, against the Zag program. What kind of shape do you think they're going to be in? They haven't been able to practice. Not game they shape. They haven't been I able to tell run. You that. Not right. game shape. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm telling you right now. If they can pull this off, right, all the naysayers have to pack it in until March. Anything can happen in March Madness. But oh, yeah. until then, just shut your mouth. Well, because no matter what crazy. happens, no matter what happens, it's all going to come down, uh, obviously, to March. And let's assume that there's going to be a March. Yeah, but, true. Yeah. but That's why uh, I love you know, the, the coaches, play- man. I love the coaches so- at the Zags, few and the boys, because – they don't back down. They they could have easily took this game off the schedule, and no one would have said anything, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they right. could easily did that, but they're mm-hmm. not about the easy road. That's not how they got there. That's not what they've been about. <clears throat> Excuse me, and and you know that's not what we're about. You know, we always nothing was given for us here in the Harris family, for Dom. It was it was driven over giving all day long. So it you know so this you know lines up. With us completely, and I'm just hoping that um, when Dom gets the opportunity, I, I know he'll be ready, you know. But what it looks like, we all have to remain to be seen. But I don't have any problems with him being at this level. He's he's his games transfers for this level and the next. It's just right. when, when God right. announces him, and when God announces him, watch out, you know. Bring your mm-hmm. popcorn because the kid can go. So, Are you going to be there for in Sioux Falls? Yeah, you know, I've been back and forth with that, right? Go, don't go, go, don't go, go, don't go. Everything's been paid already. So okay. um, right now it's a go. Tomorrow could be a no-go. You never know. Because every day they could change it. You know, they can say, hey, no fans, right? So right now right. they're letting family, just family, attend. So, okay. But it's day-to-day, so have your fingers crossed. You know, we could leave the day of, right? And um, they could say no family, you know. Ah, right? Is your wife your wife's traveling with you as well? Yeah, you know we always uh, keep it tight. Good. I got are my, your sons? Yep. Both are your other of your other sons? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Whole oh, family. what a nice this trip! This is the first time my family um, actually traveled together in years, wow. years. And South Dakota in December. Take a coat. I hear it might be cold. Sure, it's going to be really cold, <laughs> but I ain't going nowhere, man. I'm literally right. You know, I respect the whole COVID thing, so I'm literally going from the hotel to wherever the game is being played. It's the Pentagon, mm-hmm. matter of fact. They're playing in the Pentagon. And then nice. I'm going back. Like, I'm not standing okay. outside. I don't want to talk to you. I'm not trying to hold a conversation. We ain't dapping up. You know, no, I'm you... coming double mask, some gloves, <laughs> and, yeah. and a face guard. Yeah, you can't I'm be a... outside that long. Yeah, I'm going to look. That's how I'm going to look, though. You know what I'm saying? Just, okay. I'm going to look like Take a your, picture. I'm going to look like your TSA guy. You know what I'm saying? You got to. You got to take a picture so, of yourself. I and it is essential for like. me to be there, man. Life is too short. You know, I know that for sure. I've lost a lot of people this year and right. last year. So I get it. Yeah. So I definitely okay. want to see, hopefully, uh, you know, he he's able to even get there. But, you know, we're Zag fans. So we're going to support the team no matter what the situation is with my son. Yeah. Doesn't change yep. anything. Okay. Well, we're not using COVID as an excuse for anything. We haven't. Have we ever? No, nope. at West no, Cliff no. we haven't, right? No, 
No, we haven't. Unfortunately, the decisions sometimes are out of our hands. You know, if our governor shuts things down, we can't play, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But we're not, you know, in, in the face of all of this, we just had one of the biggest recruiting periods we've ever had. Right. We signed, what, 90, 90 new student athletes in the period of two weeks? In the early period, yep. And then we right. come in. Right. During the pandemic, we, we had a historic run as well, over yep, 200 student athletes, right? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, we're, and we're still doing it. I mean, we're not, we're not stopping. No. So this is just a slow time of year. And, uh, and let's be December, honest right now. But, Southern California, where we are, they poo-pooing all over the stay-home order. Right? Let's, let's be honest. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's true. It's facilities right now that are still open that we could be practicing in, but we, we can't do monkey see, monkey do. We got to do the right thing for our community. True. So we're, true. We're, we're, we tapped out gracefully. You know, mm. but if okay. we want it to, that's because we're following the rules. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, because we got to set the example for the student athletes, right. And, and for the university. And I believe that we have coaches with high integrity, you know, that understands the difference. Right. So we got to be mm-hmm. the difference. So that's the reason why we tapped out gracefully and followed the got rules. It. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's yeah. play, but it's other people that's in them, in them gyms right now, you know, um, but we can't take those risks. Mm hmm. Yeah, I understand. It's been that way since the very first day. We've always followed the protocol. Yep. As a as an athletic department and a university. Right. So, right. Um, hey, I want to switch gears a little bit uh, and and talk about something that's really bothering me. Um, and I, I don't. It's basically the boorish behavior in sports that we're seeing from both athletes, coaches. Um, and parents sometimes, and you know, the, everyone has a camera in their pocket. Everybody's got a phone with a camera on it. And we see frequently on social media and the news, we'll see videos of, of this behavior, examples of it. As an example, um, over the last, just this last week, for the most part, we saw, you know, and I'm not going to mention any names. Most of these videos are out there. I don't want to give any, but any more time to these offenders, I guess you might say. But we saw one of the defensive backs for the University of Florida. They had the play stopped. They were going to punt the ball away. LSU was. But then he takes a shoe and hurls it 20 yards down the field, and he gets an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. We have a player a year ago in the Ole Miss-Mississippi State Egg Bowl game. Scores a touchdown. He pantomimes as though he's peeing like a dog in the end zone. He gets a 15-yard penalty, and the kicker misses the extra point, and they lose by one point. You've got—and this one makes me sick—this football coach-slash-dad from uh, the Georgia— Era, uh, I think at my area um, was, you know, he, he coaches nine and 10 year olds and they were at a tournament in Kissimmee, Florida. And he slaps this nine year old kid around, not once, but twice knocking the kid to the ground. And so now the uh, state's attorney, I believe is filing charges. He's already been fired from his job. And this isn't an official. These are nine and 10 year old people. What, what kids. job is, was he fired from? Uh, gosh, I got to go back. No, and but look I'm it saying, up. But I, he had I, nothing to do with football, right? It had nothing to do with football. Yeah. No, this was his everyday. Th- so yeah. so what, there, what, what did his everyday job had to do yeah, let with me, that? How, how did they correlate that he should be fired? Like like this peewee salary deal, uh, just, you know, kind of what it, what it did to their brand. I'm trying well, to figure I, this I, out. Well, how, yeah, well, how did he get fired? I don't. I don't think it represents what they his what his company stands for. Oh, uh, is that what it was? I don't know. I don't know that his company issued a statement. Right. I haven't found that yet. But you know, there's a lot that's been already said. LeBron James tweeted about this incident. Some of the big name athletes have been on Twitter 
about I mean, this I mean, very yeah, incident. We even had a coach from Rutgers back in the day, right? That was yes, right, up like a firing squad, right? Exactly, Listen, right. I'm yeah, not condoning and, any of this behavior. I was just trying to get information. Sure. Oh, I understand. Yeah. And then, and then also recently this past week, and this was a difficult one. There was a, a, a high school football game where the player, one of the players, got successive unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, got ejected from the game, and he was on the sidelines. He went sprinting out onto the field and just barreled into the referee, sending the referee flying. So now there's an assault charge. Their team has been disqualified from the playoffs. And this guy, this player, is the defensive player of the year. He's also the punter and the kicker, and I think he's an all-state wrestler on their wrestling team. Right, all life so wrestling he, here, right? But- exa- exactly. But the thing that bothers me is that, you know, you and I, and I'm going to include you, here come from a different era of sports when we grew up this i, please, I don't remember do i don't remember include me to the dinosaur include, yeah i know okay i think okay. i'm a, you know can you move me up a couple notches yeah okay you're you're a little younger than i but but you know and yeah there was some bad behavior in sports back then you could see a fight between baseball teams if somebody threw at somebody's head but this whole when did all this start when did all this showing up the other team and step over you know Allen iverson did it and it happened again this week well you know the pro a, game is different it is it's it a is, different but entertainment you know value i'm not saying that you shouldn't have rules to the game and i'm not saying that you know, sportsmanship doesn't cross all of those platforms. But really, we're talking about um, the mode face. You know, when you got the clay mode, right, in grassroots, right? Okay. So at that point, it's a really, really big responsibility. Like, I used to tell people in high school, you know, when I used to coach high school, that your freshman coach is really your most important coach. Because that's where the transition comes from recreational AAU to, you know, um, what we want to call what formal or uh, what was the phrase we used to use all the time back in the day, um, organized sports. Right. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of making that transition to organized sports. So sportsmanship has been lacking. You know, our friend Hondo Handy. Right. Yeah. He pushed legislation for Maryland. To have a sportsmanship day. That's right. And, I remember know, talking and, to him and, about and that. And that's important because we, you know, sportsmanship doesn't get sensationalized. You even see it, you know, at UFC to a point. You know, two warriors going at it, but you know, in boxing where they touch gloves, I'm about to kill you the last round. You know, mm-hmm. they're about to get into the championships rounds. We're about to kill each other, but we're gonna show some deference to each other before we kill each other. So they tap it up or touch it up, right? Unless there's something personal going on. So I think the value of sportsmanship is what you're referring to, not to speak for you, but I think that's what's been lost. We don't appreciate sports sportsmanship as much as we used to. And those used to be the unwritten codes of the game, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. now don't just, get me wrong. Football, like, hey, I'm not going to say that my you know, football coach in my day didn't grab me by the face mask and spit sure, all in my sure. face. That was a different culture, right? right but that right. was normally the only one-off or the outliner that we kind of thought that was acceptable because that was tough, right? And that's probably what you saw with, you know, that, that one coach, which was still despicable. With Times yeah, have changed. Yeah. You know, and if that was my, my, my kid, he was hitting inside the head. Then, oh my gosh! Then it's a Royal Rumble out there. It's really oh, it is. It's, it is it's really going left. 
but you know sometimes and, and that, you see it. Yeah, that kid's mother declined um, pressing charges, but the state's attorney is yeah, going course, ahead with it. Yeah, of course, you know yeah. she did because it's you know I mean that comes back you know to her. She got to live there, right? So I mean she got to live there in that community, and and at the end of the day he wasn't physically hurt, and you know he and she understands like. Listen, if you if you're slapping a kid in a game, you damn well slapping them in practice. So it ain't the first time she's seen it. No, that's probably <clears> true. But the kid was nine years old. It don't old. matter, Sherman. The kid could have been five years old. You I know, know, but we I'm say, saying, you know, up, if he was older. We always say get up, suck it up. True. We always say, hey, I mean, when I played football, we was trying to hit the dude so hard to make him have snot bubbles. We yeah, wanted to snot see bubble. Them. There's yeah. a there's a you know? term that we used to use right. all the time. And we wanted, yeah, yeah. we wanted to clean the clock. We wanted to make somebody see stars. And now yeah. we understand oh, yeah. now that's a concussion. <laughs> back that's true. then, and that's a, that's an ejection. You know, right? But back that's yeah, a targeting, it's targeting ejection. Right back then, that right. was what we were looking for. A decleater, baby. I used to declete yeah. dudes all the time. Yep. You know, yep, I was looking true. for that. I played linebacker, so I was looking for the decleater, especially okay, on the reverse play. Here's something I only just realized. Of all these incidents that I mentioned, first of all, they're all from amateur ranks. They're not professional. Right, which but is scary. Also, That's the point that I was trying to make. I, yeah, yeah. You but know. also, also, every one of them comes from football. Right. I mean, that's because I mean, it's a violent sport, man. We know yeah, it's I a gladiator sport. I mean, we expect true, but, to mix it up in football. That's the thing. But But all the technology and all the things that we're learning with hit injuries and all these things, I mean, we have to coach it different. I mean, you know, so we're starting to learn what was, was good then is not good now. Mm-hmm. And um, But beforehand, we, we thought that was right in line. You know, it's a certain level of toughness that those coaches feel like they're instilling into these kids. And I've never, you know, um, made it to the pro ranks of anything. You know, so I'm just speaking from the outside. I'm sure you got to have a certain level of toughness that's over the top for football to make it because they don't want to be carted off the field. And that's an unwritten rule, right? Get up on your own, get yourself up, get yourself to the sideline. You see it every right. week when, when always, dudes get injured. Always. So yeah. it is a different level. So somebody with more expertise who probably went through it would probably be able to explain it better than me. But don't think that for one thing it's not in the culture because I, I experienced it. I did play. You know, so it is in the culture. Is this things in the culture that needs to change, right? It needs to change. Okay. And, and now see, we, we're bringing the light to it because people do have phones in their pocket. And, mm-hmm. you know, before you had to read about it in the paper or you had to see it yeah. in the news. It's no yeah. more of that. You can get it instantaneously now. So Right, right. But, you know, I it where does it I, – I always remember Can you just say it coaches. with your whole chest right now because you're killing me? What are say you trying to – What are you trying to say, Sherm? Say it. So, I so always, we can talk I about always it. Had, I always had coaches that leveled a certain amount of punishment if you tried to show up the other team or you did something like that. Because you was in baseball, not No, physical. no, no, I, I, even even football. And you know what? Where where are the football players like oh, okay, Sweetness let's, let's or talk. like Barry Sanders or those guys that didn't, you know, you know Walter on. Payton, Sweetness. they handed the ball to the referee listen, and they ran to the sidelines. Listen, yeah, you can admire that. But they ain't like primetime tell you. They don't get you paid. Okay, mm. dudes and the pros are trying to get paid. That's entertainment, right? We didn't watch primetime because primetime was handing the ball off. No, I want to see the icky shuffle. I want to see primetime go through and 
do a dance. And the rule of thumb was if you didn't want him to dance, don't make, don't let him get in the end zone. But mm-hmm. I admire the Barry Sanders, but I don't want to see no Barry Sanders trash every week. Sorry, Sherm. I don't want to see that. Okay. I know, but but I don't. Wanna, I don't want to see that. Pass now, off, I don't want to pass ranks, off bad information. Listen, on I don't your wanna... young ra- on your younger ranks, I'm okay with it because I understand they're trying to exercise sportsmanship. So it's been rules put in place where you can't celebrate after a score. You just got to hand it off to Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. I get that because you're in the grassroots. You're trying to promote sportsmanship, but in the pros, nah, I don't want to see that. Okay. I want to see you take your thumb across your neck and say you done. I want to see hmm. that. Okay? I want to Which see is all not allowed latest, in the NBA. I want I to see add. all the latest dances. Okay? I want to see all the latest dances. I want to okay, see the now, money sign. I want we, to see you open up the bank and let the money flow. I want all the I want all the smoke, sure. Okay, now everything you just mentioned, everything you just mentioned is showtime. It's it not is. the bad it's not the bad because behavior it, that I'm talking what? about. It's the green pasture, man. Because yeah, I understand. Everybody's trying to get paid, play. but I don't want to pass off bad behavior as entertainment. Okay, and I want to well, well, I want to make sure that the there's pros. there's a difference between finding the camera and standing there and mugging, you know, and right. p- and pounding your chest. That's, after that's the one play, though, sure. That's exactly. After that's something. one thing. Right. This is just a whole spate of bad, that not bad just sportsmanship, so, but bad behavior. Okay, so exactly. Let me, let me go into um, the mud right now because you obviously don't want to. <laughs> it, it starts at home, sure. It starts at home. Character starts at home. Point blank. Right. Okay. So you're going to put this on No, I'm on not the putting it on. I mean, it starts there, sure. You, you start in your house, and then you work outside. And those values that been instilled within you from your family carries on outside of your house. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you have great people who can enhance those things. Right, not to say you ain't gonna lose your way, lose your cool. Some of these things are just life things, right? That happen. We you, we all a decision away from doing something drastic, right? And we've been there before. We've been to, to everyone here on this podcast and listening has been in the crossroads of decisions that you can look back and say, "Man, if I didn't pivot in the right time, it could have been disastrous." Mm-hmm. Right. So then, yeah. but. but the reason why you pivoted, right, was because you heard that voice, that inner voice, right, of all of those things that 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 you was taught, right, saying, hey, this is not right. Now, if you didn't have that guidance, because some of us don't have that guidance in home, some of us don't. We have dysfunctional households. We get that. We understand that. Then you have to have great influential people in your life guiding you the right way sometimes we can have both and still do wrong sometimes we can have none and still do right so it always come down to choices right so some of this bad behavior you're seeing is because of making bad choices because in my life sometimes I knew I was wrong and I still did it Hmm. when I was growing up and as you know at adolescence, I knew that. I knew what I was doing right now had consequences, right? And I was like, I'm still doing it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. bad behavior. I was being a bad boy, you know? Yeah. And then some people relish in being a bad boy, right? Some people mm-hmm. relish in being a bad boy. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so that's kind of their persona. Right. And then some people also, Sherm, we we ain't talking about this enough. Some of it comes down to anger management and mental health. Hmm. Okay. Not understanding how to communicate. And the only way Mm -hmm. to communicate is through the sport and the, and, and to think somebody take that away from you, you know, you, you react unrationally and you make these Mm -hmm. mistakes. So in a combat sport like like football, I can see, you know, how you can get pushed to the edge. I can see that in any sport, but I'm just saying, you know, it's one of our most physical sports. And, you know, in that sport, somebody hits you, you hit them back. Sure, you go. And then it, uh, plays carry over in football. I was taught that when I was young. Somebody knock you down, you go find them the next play, you go clean their clock. It was mm-hmm. a mentality there, mm-hmm. right, that was already instilled into me, Right. It comes down to what I always talk about. Either you evolve or you're going to evaporate. What you going to do? Okay, that's my new saying, yeah. evolve or evaporate. That's it. Yeah. And now okay. we're starting to see, even I'm going to take it to another level, we're starting to see teams now. That's why we got the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland Indians are changing their name after next yeah, year. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. I'm kind of, why take next year, sir? I don't understand that. I don't, I don't know why they don't do it right away. I, because I it's still it. like... Because they don't want to be in compliance, they're just doing it so they don't get fined, right? Uh, so they, well, so if I tell you, hey, because they can immediately change the name if they know that it's unacceptable because they came out with a strong statement saying it's unacceptable right now. We know it is, but we're not mm-hmm. going to do it for a year. That doesn't even make sense to me, right? Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense. No, me neither. But they, but because spring training doesn't even start for two months, right. they could change the name. Absolutely, right now. Yeah. but because this really wasn't what you came to do, you're just doing it because you're tired of hearing the negative publicity. Then you mm-hmm. wait a year. Why would you wait a year? It should be immediate. I think we anything we know that's wrong, we stop doing that immediately, don't we? Hey, you know, Sherm, I hurt your feelings, and I've been hurting your feelings all year. But I ain't gonna stop hurting your feelings until next year. <laughs> so when it's convenient to me, it doesn't even right. make sense, right? No, that's true. But in fairness, it's still coming to a successful conclusion. So the mm-hmm. cool thing is, like, I don't know why that's acceptable. If I'm society, I'm putting more pressure on the on the Cleveland uh, baseball team, right, to yeah. go ahead and change the name immediately, you know? Yeah, okay. But All right. my whole premise of everything I'm saying is, in sports, especially sportsmanship and everything that you see in these bad behaviors that's not wanted in our sports shouldn't be for young men and women who are playing these games who are going to go on and carry their lives out because we know less than 1% would ever play it professionally. Right. It may be less mm-hmm. than that. And they need mm-hmm. to carry on and, and be a, a, a good citizen, as we saw with the, the coach from Florida who lost his regular job outside of probably volunteering for this job, right? Because he's probably not getting paid, right? So he's probably volunteering. Mm -hmm. It costs you when you're not a great person. And so that was the reason why he lost his job because the principle was, hey, you're not lining up with the values of society and what we think of ourselves as a company is because now we are evolving as a society so we don't evaporate. Hmm. Okay. I'm just wondering. I, I, I don't even care about the coach. I, I'm wondering. I about care about him because, man, I know. The, 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 listen, this is one thing I know about raising kids. Kids are resilient. 
Okay, all right. This kid been slapped before. Ain't first time been slapped. We don't even know if that was his kid. We don't even know that. That could be Uncle Johnny. No, it wasn't his be, kid. Well, so it was another kid, right? Now they already they already said they already okay. said it's not. So in his even if relation. it was his kid, it still was wrong either, either way, right? But the kid is gonna recover, right? The kid is gonna recover. We know that. There's no psychological uh, issues with this kid. Um, you know, getting slapped on the head in football. We know that that happens. You know, um, so he he's gonna be fine. But what may damage him down the road if people blame him because he's innocent of doing nothing, if people blame him for the demise of that coach, and if he's an outcast in his, you know, community, maybe that has some carryover. So I do, I am concerned with the backlash of that family and that kid, right? Because okay, obviously, but again, they they're not pressing charges. They not, but so... still, though, we we listen. <laughs> Black folks understand what that is all the time. <laughs> you still going to jail, brother. You still getting punished. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it doesn't matter. It's just saying I'm not snitching on you. That's what that means in common terms. Like I'm not the snitch. You know, I'm getting out the way. You know, but they still pursuing that. But how many other cases, you know, have that district attorney have not pursued that is way more important than chasing down a coach who slapped a kid on the well, on the on the head. Yeah, well, this one went viral. This one went viral. But 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 should it matter? Wrong is wrong, and right is right. Does it matter? Exactly. But but that's what you're talking about. The district attorney pursuing this case. But here's because it's public. Yeah, right. Because they because they doing exactly what you were talking about. The athletes doing. They they trying to get in front of the camera too. Hmm. It shouldn't matter when it's the law, black and white. It don't matter. That's going to be matter. That's going to be public pressure. That's going to be. We need to do something right now. It's not the first time. All, it's not the first time that we've seen coaches do some outri- outrageous things and not have charges pr- pressed against them. The Rutger coach didn't have pr- uh, uh, charges pressed against him when, when he lined all those kids up, hitting them with uh, basketballs, and they were young adults, man. Yeah, he, he just didn't have got no fired. Pr- he just got fired, man. So don't t- don't tell me there's no even Steven here. There's no even Steven, okay? All right? This is always what, you know, and it's not right. But, but here's the deal. It's all going to only open up another can of worms, why they pursuing this man? Like, you know, because guess why? Because it's a couple things that's going against him that's really, really bad right now. Besides the fact that he did that to a kid, right? You know, it's, 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 it's more, I'm not even going to get into that. If it, this was our own podcast, I will, I will blow it up right now and, mm-hmm. and get you really, really into the weeds of why this is so egregious to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but it but when it comes down to it, we seen Bobby Knight throw a freaking chair. Did he get arrested? A chair would be a weapon. Did he get arrested? Mm-hmm. It was assault. Well, it was assault yeah, or, or battery towards a. Well, he did choke. It, he did choke a player and got choked, fired for yeah, it. Yeah, but but did he get yeah. arrested, Sherm? I don't believe no, so. No. Absolutely, was the DA pressing that, Sherm? I don't believe no, so. No, no. The, and, and is he is he black, Sherm? I don't believe so. No. Can, can he afford his own lawyers and attorneys to block that Sherm? I believe he could. He yeah. Probably so. Do you think this man can? Pro- I, probably I don't not. Know about- you know why we're gonna probably say probably not? Because he now that. don't have a job. So True. how is he gonna do that now, Sherm? Well, right? you know what? He it, wasn't making millions either, Sherm. We can probably believe that's, that. That's that's the only difference because here and there, right? Bobby Knott got fired too, but he was making it millions. I don't know what this guy's background is. His livelihood, Sherm. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. many underlining things that we can depict on this. The DA should not be pursuing this because him losing his livelihood 
should just be enough as every other dude that was there, especially if the parents who are in charge of the kid has said that they're not pressing charges. They shouldn't mm-hmm. put the taxpayer dollars somewhere else. It but what kind dropped. of comparison? What kind of comparison are we making between a nine-year-old we, we, kid and college we, we kids? Even, well, hold on. It's, what I'm saying is human life. I, I value human life at any age. Doesn't matter because no, are the laws more strenuous? If I strenuous, if I go ahead and and take uh, uh, abuse the elderly community, don't we protect them more than we do the younger community? The answer to that Generally, is yes. they're, they're, the yeah, we do that, because right. they're vulnerable. So my whole thing is everyone is vulnerable. So I, I look at human life being the same, you know, mm. but what I'm saying is our society is set up a little differently and I get that, you know, but what I'm telling you is if I'm, if you're a student athlete under contract, which is a scholarship, right? We know the university pretty much owns you. You're helpless. They just like a child. They just like the elderly. They're helpless. They know if they make any wrong move, that scholarship's gone, right? Because the leverage is there, right? The scholarship's gone. They're out of school and they're back in a in a rough neighborhood or back in a situation they don't want to be in. So they're just as helpless. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we've seen that okay. kind of abuse from coaches, right? It should be held in the same regard as the elderly or as the young, because a scholar athlete is just as helpless as both of those two um, uh, situations that I pointed out. Okay. All right. I understand your point. I mean, you see that rationale? I do. I don't know if I agree with it, but I definitely see it. My whole thing is you don't believe that a student athlete that's under scholarship is pretty much helpless in the program. You don't have a say, man. Your scholarship can be pulled every day. It's not back in the day when we used to give you a four-year ride, right? It's going year to year. It is now. And year to year, and year to year, I'm recruiting over your ass year to Mm -hmm. year. Okay. So if I don't like what you said to me last year, your ass ain't there next year. Mm -hmm. And then I squeeze you out, right? Okay. I squeeze you out by putting somebody over top of you, giving you limited playing time, and say, "Hey, I think it's in your best interest because you're not going to hurt my APR. I think it's best for you to go. Mm -hmm. You're helpless." That's why kids was lined up in Rutgers, which is not a big time program when it comes to, to from basketball, right? Uh, they're having a great year this year. They are. I think they're, but what yeah, I'm saying this... in regards to the Blue Bloods, right? Mm, right, okay? right. Not a big time program in, in comparison to the Blue Bloods. And that's why kids were being lined up like a firing squad, getting hit and abused and cussed out and everything because they didn't want to lose their scholarship. Not because they couldn't whip that coach ass, because they probably could have whipped that coach ass. Yep. Okay, they could have gained them, <laughs> beat them up, right? But he had what? Leverage, which was the scholarship that left them what, Sherm? Helpless. Mm -hmm. Right? And if it wasn't caught on tape, dude, he would have continued to do it. And who knows how long it was going on before then. So all of this stuff, just so I'm clear, all of this stuff is wrong at all levels. But what I'm telling you is I don't see no DA pursuing any of that, Sherm. Yeah, okay. I, I understand that's your point. that's my only point. Yep, I get it. I get that's it. That's it. And I know why, because we've been preconditioned as a society to look at black folks, especially black men's, right? As what? A threat to society. We was called super predators by the Clinton administration, and it's never changed. Do mm. you look at me as a super predator, Sherman? 
Uh, no, I don't. Okay, so what if I go line up all of our students at Westcliff and start throwing basketballs like it's dodgeball? We're supposed to be playing basketball, right? You got, first of all, you don't got I'm game enough saying, to be able to do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? I know, I know. Right? I understand. It's just crazy, but I'm just saying. Those things happen, and, uh, you know, and, and, and everything to me is not black and white, but I'm saying it is some things from a societal standpoint that's been preconditioned for us. Right. To look at things a little more egregious because the way that the media was portraying certain different races in this country. And this is mm-hmm. part of the reason why we're having social unrest. Now, the good thing is, Sherm, me and you are two intelligent guys. You more, way more smarter than me and way more <laughs> handsome than I am. And guess oh, what? My goodness. We're not afraid to tackle some of these things because we're trying to do what? have true change in the realm of sports. True, true change in the realm of sports. Mm-hmm, what I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now is it's nothing more you can do to a man after you strip him from his manhood, you embarrass him, right? He's need to come out with some kind of public apology if he hasn't already. And I don't know that to be true or not true, so I don't know what he has done there, right? And you took away his way of earning a living. At that point... Ain't no need to send him to jail because we knew he took this job with a great heart. He wasn't always slapping kids around. Okay. But as somebody, it's a lot of people around him, including some parents who've seen this before in practice. Cause trust me, he didn't just start slapping kids in the game. Some mm-hmm. more people there that are culpable with this behavior. That's what I'm okay. telling you who have right, seen that- this before it went viral yep. because it made him okay with doing that during the game, bro. Yeah, it made it. That's a salient point you make. That's that, all I'm that saying. Less, okay. That's all I'm saying, sure. All right, I get it. I get it. Okay. I know it's a well, tough one, and you might not swallow it, and I don't like it either, right? But what I'm saying is, we're, we're culpable in this. I'm glad some big head names went in there, but I want to solve the problem. I don't want to put the band aid into it, and then I want it uh, to be, you know, um, fair across the board. You know, I don't, I don't, because you make twenty, thirty thousand dollars, and I make a couple million. You know, you value, you think it's more of a loss for me because I lost a couple million. You know, versus you losing thirty thousand dollars salary. The, the the truth of the matter is, if I'm making a couple million, I probably got solid investments I can live off of. And you making thirty thousand, you way under the poverty line. You can't do anything else. You know what I'm saying? So the chances are, who in a better situation probably would be me with a couple million dollars because I probably have some more friends with a couple more million dollars that they can lend me and I'd be in a better situation than a guy who's making 30000 That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. But we okay. look at it like, oh, we got to do more than this dude who's under the poverty line anyway of like 30000 40000 We got to take more from him because that's not enough. What are you talking about? It doesn't make sense to me. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. All right. It sounds like you just described our relationship. Hey, I wish that was the case, but Are you the, I, I make only I make, make, make $35,000 okay, <laughs> to your $2.5 Okay. All right. Here's the last point I want to bring up. Now that we're talking about this, there is a new phenomenon. It's actually not so new, but it's all only really coming to light now because the numbers are so high about the buyout clause and contracts. We've had a lot of college coaches in particular be fired here over the last week. And they've had buyouts of seven, eight, ten million dollars, which means there is a university that is going to pay them eight or ten million dollars to not coach and go away. 
How do I get that in my contract? Can I rewrite my contract? You're my boss. I have you right now. Is there a way I can get a buyout clause? You can. You can buy yourself on out of here. I can buy myself. Absolutely. Uh, and if you want to you want to rewrite your deal right now, sir? Yeah. Well, then I'll be screwed because you'll be SOL. Uh, I know, I'd be <laughs> SOL. But here's a really good point. Gus Malzahn, who is now the former coach of the Auburn football team, got $21.7 million got to a great not agent. coach. He got a great he agent. Does, he has a great That's I say that all the time. I, I look at a guy in the major leagues or in the NBA. How does that guy stay there? And it's the like answer your guy. is that your he's got a great Mets? agent. What's your guy from the Mets? Oh, yeah, Bobby Bonilla, who gets $1.1 million every year till 2035 on the 1st of July because he has a great agent. These are not my words. These are yours. You basically said that he was garbage, right? No, no, no. He was a good player. Mm. He was a very solid player and won a championship when he was with Miami. But the point is, is that the Mets, all the Mets had to do was give him $6.8 million up front. And they said, nah, we're not going to do that. So they deferred payments. And so instead of the 6.8, they're going to owe him $35 million over 35 years. That's a great That's agent, just, sure. That is a great agent. And Sounds every like year, to me you need a great agent. I know a guy yeah, named Deshaun Harris if you want him. Really? Because he, all he's going to do is negotiate against you. But, but he might got some insider information that can be helpful. Okay. All right. Yeah, he might have a little bit of family info or something. Hey, I can. You know, so I might be able to blackmail you with some. I gotta get. What's his number? You gotta give me Deshaun's number. Hey, I gotta get in touch. You know, Sherm, I don't believe in blackmail. Blackmail mm. would never work for me. Well, I gotta get some. I tell on, you on myself, somehow. man. I would just tell on myself, and then that's over with. <laughs> okay. So nobody's ever gonna exploit me from cash. Well, I just, just rather tell on myself. Matter of fact, I, hopefully I'm never in a situation where you have to, to, exactly, have to do you don't have to do that. But if I am in a situation, I'm just giving you, listen, I'm telling on myself. Don't worry about it. Hmm. So just leave nah. the blackmailing alone. Leave it alone. Okay. I got to get some dirt on you, especially before our game. Man, you before got plenty of dirt on me already, man. You, you spend, really? You, you, listen, I'm just going to, I can make it up. Listen here. I'll just Sharon, make something there's up. There's no one in the program who spent as much time with me. You know, the week as, the week as I have, yeah, yeah, that's true. You got Especially, more access to me than anybody. Yeah, I know. So I don't know if that's if good you don't thing have for enough you. Or... Dirt now, uh, you know what? Mm. Um, yeah, you make me uncomfortable every day. <laughs> good, but I live I'm with gl- it. You know what? Hey, but you know what? You, in your words, have said, "Hey, we're going to push you out of your comfort zone." So hey, maybe that's my, what I'm doing point with you. Is here. This is. I was about to give you credit, sir. Oh, because okay. I know you. I know you're a credit hound. You like to be in front of the camera. I know that. Yeah, that's that's um, me. Find you, the camera. You'll be the guy. You know, score a touchdown, and you're finding every camera. All 22 of them in the, in the, in the, in the NFL that yeah. that most people don't know exists. He'll be on every last one of them. Take but my helmet off and stand absolute, there. and beat your chest because I already and, taught you two to the chest. Oh yeah, yep. two to the chest. Right there. So right there. hey, here's the deal though. Uh, doing this podcast is definitely out my comfort zone. Hmm. So I feel like every week I'm growing. Hmm. So I owe that to you. Thank you. No, the pleasure is mine. I'm glad we could do this. This is always a lot of fun. I look forward to debating the issues with you. Right. Listen, and, and it's, it's never easy because you come up with the content um, and come up with what we're talking about. And normally I don't know until like two minutes before we get all the kind of the things, but not in detail. And then we just talk from the heart, you know, mm-hmm. nothing scripted. Yep. And probably sound like I'm not educated. And I'm not. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just common for How can you say you're not? You're just a, you're on the verge of getting your doctorate. Yeah, that's, of course you're educated. Yeah, that's formal, but you know I'm talking about 
street, the life. You're Common you're telling people. me you're not street. Are you telling me you're not street? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just matter of fact. I'm pleading the fifth on all of that. This just happened right now. This is this is terrible. But here's the deal. <laughs> you're uncomfortable here's, now. Huh? Here's the deal. You talking about moonwalking? I'm Michael Jackson right now. I'm tap dancing okay. like the late Sammy Davis Jr. You know Gregory <laughs> okay. Hines. I'm out of there. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm out of here. But okay. you owe me something, Sherm. Somebody what? told me that you had some bars today. Oh man, I don't know if I have bars, but hey. hang on. Let let's do this. Let's 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 do this because I think this is going to oh, so be interesting. Also, you stalling again? You stalling again? All no, right. no, no, no. This, I wanna, this is I what he go- does, America. I am not. I am not stalling, but I want to go over this with you. Here, let's talk. Okay, since we talk rap music and specifically eh, more like '90s rap music, '80s, '90s rap music. Right. Let's see if you know who this American hip hop group from Hollis, Queens, New York, is. Founded in 1983 by Joseph Simmons, Daryl McDaniel's, and Jason Mizell. Do you know any of those people? They sound like, you know, they, they're part of Def Jam Records for sure. Okay. So what is it? Um, okay, give me hang a on. song, man. I mean. Not, I, well, if I sounds, give you a song, it'll be, it'll be obvious. Sounds they're like regarded, Run DMC to me. That's exactly who it is, Run DMC. Yep. Absolutely. Like. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they, they had a bunch of hits. And just to give you a little bit of a little bit more background, they're regarded as one of the most influential acts in history of hip-hop and one of the most famous acts of the 80s, along with acts like Beastie Boys, LL, Public Enemy, there's another one. Uh, they were among the first to highlight the importance of the DJ and MC relationship, which is where they get run DMC. But what's also interesting is Daryl McDaniels, that's his initials, wow. DMC. Yeah, okay. which is kind of cool. And, you know, they, they had a string of hits. They were um, also the first hip-hop act to have their music videos broadcast on MTV. Right. How about that? Yeah. Very Everybody cool. else had to be on BET. Yeah. or yeah, uh, certain M- image, image back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, they... When they hit the scene, uh, I remember in particular, I was doing a lot of traveling because I was playing summer ball, and uh, they just, they got so popular, I just couldn't... I couldn't wait to hear their music. And right. it they, they just were mainstream, were, right? Mainstream rap. They and you know what? The thing is, the reason they got mainstream is that they first of all, they went mainstream overnight. They didn't I mean they worked at their craft, but all of a sudden you didn't hear about them and the next day, bam, they weren't just on the scene, they were the scene. That's the thing. They went from zero to hero overnight and they just and they ruled and they still performed uh and they still have reunions every once in a while here a little bit which is kind of cool um but their first album was released in 1986 I mean, we got one uh, Revan run right now he's a Revan yep. had his own uh show on tv yep yep no good mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. so that's so that's what you uh you, you gonna rap one of their their, their songs today or what is that what you're saying? I don't even know if I'm good enough to. Uh, I could try it. I really don't want to do a disservice to any I, I of their music. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Sure. Okay. Say it uh, with your chest, Sherm. Can we okay. get confidence so, in here? Like, uh, what you going to do? My Adidas? What are you going to do? What, what song? No, no. Well, this song in particular, I want. it's just that the lyrics are a little bit. Man, just uh, go ahead, man. We're adult podcast. Maybe a little, a little inappropriate. but Listen, listen. We're adult podcast with young adults. Yeah. Men and women. Okay. All right. It's tricky, tricky, I, tricky, oh, tricky. Okay. Love it. Yep. It's okay, time let's to go. rock a rhyme to rock a rhyme. That's right. On time. It's, it's tricky. tricky. 
Tricky, 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 tricky. <laughs> New York, the people talk and try to make us rhyme. They really hawk, but we just walk because we have no time. And in the city, it's a pity because we just can't hide. Tinted windows don't mean nothing. They know who's inside. I said it's tricky. It's tricky. Rocker rama, rocker rama, right on time. It's tricky. It's tricky, tricky, tricky. tricky. Yeah, okay. and you know what? Some right. of the, some of the some of the other lyrics are a little hey, sketchy. It's all good. It's all good. Look, I got to keep us above the your, line. You kind of lost me with the rhythm a little bit, but I, a little I'm, bit there at the end. I'm, That's why I'm, I said I'm I don't want to. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. All right, I don't I don't want to defame their music, but you know what? I used to I think love you already to did that DMC. already. I think you yeah, already I think did I, that. But guess what? You're a fan though. It don't matter. But absolutely. But then you know what happened in the middle of all of it? They decided to cover "Walk This Way." Featuring Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. That was a great uh, from Aeros- collabo. From Aerosmith. Yeah. That was a great and it collabo. De- it debuted, or it peaked, it debuted really, uh, and then it peaked at number four on the, on the uh, that, all-time we know, hits. We know that should have been higher because that was historic. Nothing like yeah. that ever happened. Yeah, and then they were on the cover of Rolling Stone. And the funny thing is, their version of Walk This Way was higher, actually peaked at a higher number than the original. Absolutely. From- Aerosmith, yeah, yeah, and I remember the videos too. And they had the untied white Adidas tennis shoes. They had the they had the uh, the bowler hats, I guess you might say, the big chains. They just it, it was the epitome of rap music, and uh, they did it the right way too, because I don't think any of them actually had any rap fights or anything bad happened to any of them. Nobody got arrested. What they, kind of they what were, kind of what kind of rap fights? You talking about beefs? Well, Sorry. yeah, but you know what, East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> Come on, Def Jam Records. You right. had you had Snoop Dogg, you had Pac, you had Christopher Wallace, you had uh, um, uh, Puff Dad. I mean, you know, there was a serious fight there going on between East Coast and West Coast. You know, so I mean, yeah. you know, like I mean, everything is, um, you know, um, relative in that game. It's the streaks, Sharon. But no, it did get crazy. But no, this is a day and time when rap was a little different, right? Yeah. So, and and we've and that's kind of and an then, you era know, of shout music. out, shout out to. Uh, Aerosmith too, because I, I love Aerosmith, especially yeah. Dream On. Yeah. Dream On. You know what? Dream that is probably on. that's probably my favorite Aerosmith song. Me Dream too. On. Me too. Absolutely. You, you heard of, but you, you know, heard that vocal though, didn't you? Yeah, that uh, yeah, it yeah. was very it was huge in my yeah. headset. By the way, <laughs> don't that say was, that I don't know my stuff. Dream I know, On. Might need a little Dream bit of mic on. technique. You can lean back a little from the mic, and it would probably be better. Man. <laughs> Don't All make right, me my get friend. on stage, baby. Don't make me get I'd on love stage. To, hey, I would love to see that. But you'll be on stage when we play our one-on-one game, whenever that is. I am, because I'm going to be in front of the camera as I'm scoring every bucket on you. Mm-hmm. Are we playing winners or losers? Listen, we can play any way you want. Make the rules. Oh, it's on me? Okay, yeah. I'll make the rules. All I'm right. calling just a body get there. right now, though. We just got to get there first. I'm going to get a body, though. That's what I'm saying. All right. Okay. You know what that so is? That means, you know what that so reference not, is? That's never going to happen okay. <laughs> anytime right. soon. All right. I'm going to get a body for sure. I'm claiming that. Okay. All right. Very good. All right, my friend. Hey, thanks very much for joining me again today. I always enjoy our spirited conversations. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast.